Will new law make BC bully free? On Thursday, May 3rd, BC Labour Minister Margaret McDiarmid tabled amendments to the Workers' Compensation Act to address workplace bullying and harassment. BC is following a legislative trend which began in 2004 when Quebec amended its labour standards legislation to include psychological harassment, aka workplace bullying. What is psychological harassment? Any vexatious behavior in the form of repeated and hostile or unwanted conduct, verbal comments, actions or gestures that affects an employee's dignity or psychological or physical integrity and that results in a harmful work environment for the employee. There are a couple of important words to note in this definition. The first is the term vexatious, which means intentional. The second is the use of the word harm. Research on workplace bullying has clearly established that disrespectful power-based behavior makes people sick. In 2006, BC Courts awarded former RCMP officers Nancy Sultz close to $1 million for the psychological damage inflicted upon her by her commanding officer. In her statement filed with BC Supreme Court, Ms. Sultz wrote, I am becoming terrified to come to work. I cannot eat or sleep. I'm on the verge of tears constantly and I'm starting to become convinced it is my fault. The court deemed the damage suffered by Ms. Sultz to be so severe that it, we, that it would preclude the possibility of future employment. Unfortunately, as we all now know, Ms. Sultz was just the tip of the iceberg with respect to psychological damage suffered by female RCMP agents. The RCMP is among the up to 25% of Canadian workplaces that are mentally injurious to their employees, as documented in a study by the Canadian Mental Health Commission. As I reported in the January edition of this e-news, this translates to a cost of $51 billion for Canadian employers. In an effort to address these completely avoidable human and organizational costs, BC is following the path taken by Manitoba, Saskatchewan and Ontario by amending occupational health and safety legislation to create an obligation for employers to deal with workplace bullying. Under the amendments proposed in Bill 14, compensation for employees will be expanded to include diagnosed mental disorders caused by significant work-related stressors, including bullying and harassment. Other actions ordered include a requirement for WorkSafe BC to immediately begin work on a policy on bullying and harassment, which includes stakeholder consultation, the expansion of the definition of violence, a requirement for employers to have formal prevention plans, as well as the development of a prevention toolkit for employers and workers. Certainly this announcement is cause for celebration. For a number of years I have been involved with Bully Free BC, a nonprofit society working to eliminate bullying and harassment in BC. One of the critical mandates enumerated in the society's constitution is to consult with and support government in the passage of anti-bullying legislation. As we have experienced with human rights legislation, the law can and does empower individuals to speak up about workplace disrespect. The law in and of itself, however, can do nothing to eliminate bullying and harassment. It can do little to end the damage and harm that this increasingly prevalent workplace behavior inflicts on individuals, their colleagues at work, their families, and their communities. 
In the BC government's press releases, we are advised that employer groups, including the Business Council of British Columbia, BC Chamber of Commerce, Independent Contractors and Business Association of BC, the Employers Health and Safety Association, and the Coalition of BC Businesses have already thrown their collective support behind the initiatives. It is in the collective interest of employers, employees, and government to have a healthy workforce in healthy work environments, said Greg Davignon, Business Council President and CEO. Prevention and awareness of mental health issues resulting from harassment and bullying in the workplace are key to this interest. I couldn't agree more. But you know the old expression, talk is cheap. And then there's this quote from Lou Holtz, famous Notre Dame football coach. When all is said and done, a lot more is said than done. Chapter 1 of Road to Respect is entitled Choosing to Walk the Talk. The chapter starts with the story of Izzy Sharp, who in 1961 made a business decision to build his new Four Seasons hotels based on the golden rule, treat others as you would like to be treated. His rationale for this decision was very simple. He believed that if his staff felt appreciated and esteemed, they would deliver exceptional service and make hotel guests happy and eager to return. As he tells it, a number of his senior team scoffed at the idea of a golden rule culture. Enforcing our credo was the hardest part, and senior managers who couldn't or wouldn't live by it were weeded out within a few years. That was painful, but it had to be done. The bottom line here is that workplace bullying will only be eliminated from our workplaces when those in positions of power take their cue from leaders like Four Seasons Izzy Sharp and are truly prepared to walk the talk. That means really looking at the element of power at work, how it is expressed, how it is manifested, and how it impacts workplace relationships. It means taking the necessary and often painful steps to ensure that everyone, and I mean everyone, is held accountable for manifesting their power respectfully and for building respectful, healthy workplace relationships. Talking about power in relationship and building healthy, respectful workplace relationships is what I do. If you're interested in learning how to do that, call me. Let's start the conversation and make yours a bully-free workplace.